Welcome to another episode of Movies That Make Us. I'm Jake. I'm Tracy. And I'm Val. And this is Loki. <laughs> Loki making a special appearance today as a special guest. <laughs> he wants to. For those of you, but on video, it'll be apparent who Loki is. But for those of you listening without video, Loki is Tracy's cat, not the actual god of mischief. Not Tom Hiddleston. Uh, no, I Tom mean, Hiddleston maybe that is unfortunately not here. To- go to our youtube channel to see it. <laughs> yeah they that's true I, we should have just left it yeah uh, makes guest appearance <laughs> yeah um i mean he probably has time to make an appearance on our show actors actors can't do podcasts right now nope no oh. podcasts oh <sighs> Well, there goes there goes our hopes of getting them here. I wonder if it's their own podcast, and they're yeah, just I, podcasting their own information, not a ooh. movie, not a. But it's they own the podcast, right? That's an interesting question. And those are the types of questions, folks. If you're just, I mean, I know you've been waiting for us to weigh in on on the SAG after we are uh, strike and the Writers Guild strike, and so we're doing it right now. This okay. is what you've been waiting for. Uh, but those are the questions that we're going to try to find because here in Salt Lake, there's been a lot of questions about what the actors can and can't do, oh, yeah. mainly in regards to convention appearances. Because... And I have to tell you that I'm heading to one of the biggest, mm-hmm. and in some arguments, the biggest I nerd convention say. in that San Diego Comic-Con. I will be literally flying in Wednesday a couple of hours before um, media night, which is when they preview everything for the media. Um, and I went online to see what was going on with the scheduling. And a lot of the panels um, have changed. Basically, mm-hmm. there's a highlight of what's going to be happening, what's not going to be happening. Um, Marvel, who has a booth very close to the booth that I'll be working at, has an outline of who will be at their booth. And the coolest thing is, is that they happen to have a new video game out for right. Spider-Man 2. Um, mm-hmm. And so they're going to have the creators, the writers, the animators, the voice actors, and all of that appearing. Um, not the voice actors. Sorry, I'll take that back. Yeah, I was going to say that. Probably, yeah. <laughs> um, the creators of the game is fine. Um, the visual creator of what Marvel games looks like is going to be their biggest guest, Mm -hmm. um, which I actually would really like to see that. Um, and then they're going to be doing an entire panel in hall H, which is the big hall, um, about basically life inside of like Mm Spider-Man and like what it means you know, like the good, the bad, the ugly, which I would also like to see, but I'm, I'm going to be working. I'm not going to be able right. to do that. But like people that have press passes that usually sit up at Hall H and wait for Kevin Feige and, you know, all these people to show up because they've got all this stuff coming out. None of that is happening. Yeah. Yep. And considering that I work for conventions, this will be very interesting to see. I haven't worked, I've only worked one nerdy convention all year. And now I've got five coming up 
and their bread and butter is, uh, is celebrities instead of comic book artists, right? right? No offense to the comic book artists. We love you. No, and, and that's the thing yeah. is the first time I went to San Diego Comic-Con last year, it was not sold out. It's like the first time ever that it has not been sold out because it was right after COVID. But there was also, right. if you remember, there was a strike going on for the studios at the time. It was not. So mm -hmm. a lot mm -hmm. of the actors did not show up to their appearances. So right. now they're having a whole bunch of actors not show up, but they do have a sold out show. It could be a make or break year for them because if people, I mean, I don't think they're doing refunds, but it's just yeah, going to be really interesting to see what conventions do. And like you guys said, like FanX, which is our local convention, a little birdie told me that Dan Farr, who is a friend of ours, um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. says that they're not going to have any issues. But the thing is, is Michael J. Fox, who is one of their biggest celebrities coming right. when the writer's strike started he left the red carpet of his own documentary to be mm -hmm. in support so i can tell you right, right so now he he's not going to be there and if he doesn't show up and he's the class act like leader of this group uh-huh well okay so yeah it if i'm and i mentioned this offline but if i'm an a-list celebrity I don't like the visual of me going to a fan convention, whether or not that's in the rules or allowed or not, just visually from a visual standpoint, going to a convention, getting paid for autographs and photographs, plus being paid by the convention when all these other actors that are just working actors that aren't these A-list celebrities who don't have these kind of opportunities are losing their houses, which the studios are threatening. And this is this was awful. One of the studio execs said, once they start to lose their houses, they'll come back to the negotiating table. And Ron Perlman went off. If you haven't seen that tweet. Yeah. Woo, this yeah. is serious. And for those of you that maybe don't know, you tuned in because we're usually happy and go lucky. And we're talking about <laughs> all these fun the movies fun that we love. This is serious for us yeah. because um, we talk about a lot, the writing, the scripts, the screenplays. We talk about the acting and how, you know, things are happening in the films and, Right now, what's happening with the Writers Guild and with the Actors Guild is that their contracts are up right. and they need to come up with a good solution to pay because it's becoming very hard, not for the 1% at the top right. getting paid right, but everyone else underneath them. I don't think people understand, like you see a lot of tweets and a lot of news articles and a lot of chatter about, well, I'm sure George Clooney is going to be mm -hmm. suffering. Well, George Clooney got on and said, it's yeah. not about me. Right. It's about right. everyone right. else. It, you cannot, as an actor right now, afford to live in Hollywood. Oh, you can't no. live in California. No. You don't make enough money unless you're in the top 1% and hardly anybody gets there. And right. so if we can't pay our writers and our actors and then also the production team that right. makes these these movies happen as much as and I know this hurts my this hurts me to say it but it's true as much as Bob Iger flying in on his private jet yeah. to go to a meeting amongst brainstorming groups and I know that has to happen cuz he is Bob Iger but there's right. ways around it but also, Bob Iger signed for more years with Disney, but that's another conversation. But him signing, that was a lot of money to keep Bob Iger on. And I get right. it. He's earned that money. 
but let's right. try and sift but, the money down. Well, and and I think that the the two. Sorry, go ahead, Tracy. No, no, go ahead, Jake. I was going to say the two the two main issues that are coming up with with the strike for those that don't know when we're talking about money and things like that. So the the biggest one is is the streaming, right? The residual checks and the and things like that. The residual pay from from streaming. We don't have any numbers from the streaming services on how many times those shows are viewed and watched and consumed. And because there was no regulation about streaming when Netflix hit the scene and they've never gone back and done that and any rules written about how those residuals should look, the streaming companies have kind of just kept it to themselves and they have not been fairly paying the actors that have been part of these shows. Right, right. Is is the stance of the of of the SAG after uh, union, right? Um, and it's true. Like we have no we have no good data provided by the streamers. When when the studio and then the platform that's putting it out there, and all of that is the same company, then they don't have to share that information right. with you. And yeah. so they they haven't been. And then the other big thing is AI, um, and that's been the big driver for the the Writers Guild. Is we can just get it done with AI and, and things and, like that, and and we depend. They said, "Hey, yeah." I mean, there's a well, lot going on, and I'll just go down really quick. Um, I'm looking at like the strike notice from SAG-AFTRA right now, and it's basically the bulletins of like what they can't do as of. July 14th at 12.01 a.m. Pacific time. Like it's very specific. Mm -hmm. um, and this is for TV and theatrical contracts. I'm not going to read everything, but there are a few things in here. So like you cannot um, put together any kind of um, um, agreement or budget. You can't go to an audition. You cannot... Um, uh, do any voiceover acting, any singing, any TV trailers, any looping, any stunt coordination. Everything is at a standstill. You can't do stand and work. There's even juggling on here. But what's <laughs> important to most of us, okay, it says promotion of publicity services for work under the TV theatrical contact, such as tours, personal appearances, interviews, convention, fan expos, right. festivals, panels, premieres. If you notice, like, I don't know if you read it, but like Oppenheimer, mm -hmm. they basically left the red, they left their red carpet the other day. The whole cast of Oppenheimer left. They can't yeah. do podcast appearances. They can't do social media. It doesn't mean they can't talk on their social media, but they can't utilize their social media to promote right. anything. Right. So, well, and then Jake, as you were mentioning with the AI, the one of the biggest things for the for the actors was that one of the proposals was that the studio could scan you and pay you two hundred dollars for one day's worth of work, and that work would be anywhere between ten and sixteen hours on set, and then they could use your likeness in any way, shape, or form in any project moving forward for the rest of eternity, and you would never get paid for that again. So I just want to say this, watch Black Mirrors, the new right? season of Black Mirrors. There is an episode where there exactly this happens. Like Salma Hayek 
like did a body scan, did a voice thing, signed a contract. And this company like Netflix basically could utilize her in any way, shape or form they wanted to utilize her in. And she had no say. And when the person, when her character is doing something that she doesn't agree with, she can't go back and say anything about it. Is this really where we want to go with movies and with TV? Well, and then the well, other thing, too, really quick, and, and you mentioned Bob Iger, Val, and, and I think we can all say, for the most part, we're pretty big Iger fans. We think he's done a good job. But when he claims that the that the writers and the actors are being um, out of control, the average writer makes $67,000 a year. Yeah. Bob Iger makes $74,000 a day. So yeah. who's yeah. here? You know, come on. Yeah. Well, and and that's and that's the hard thing, right? That the studios he, when we had a big writer strike before, right, it was what twenty years ago or so, so, and we had a really big one that went on for a long time, and that's where the reality TV craze came in. That's what we got out of that because the studios and the entertainment companies are still going to put something, something. out there, and they are going to want the public to be on their side so that they continue to consume their product and things like that. And so it's easy. They know they win a big portion of the public over when they say, yeah, the actors and writers are out of control and they're being unreasonable because we see news stories about it all the time. Actors being out of control and partying and whatever. And that's not the reality. This is a very serious and real labor dispute and it needs to, I mean, and the other one, one last thing is the majority of these studios are not privately owned. In fact, I don't think any of them are. They are all beholden to their shareholders in the stock market. Like Netflix, 88% of their business stock is being held on Wall Street. So you have to do what these mega corporations want you to do because Bob Iger's job and these other guys, Saslov over at uh, Warner Brothers, they've got to make the stockholders happy because otherwise they're going to lose their jobs. And the stockholders yeah. don't necessarily care if the writers are getting paid, if the writer can afford health insurance, if the actor has good conditions on set. They don't care. They're yeah. just looking at the bottom line of the ledger. They want more. The, the shareholder, the stockholder wants more money out For of them. it. They want the value of the company to come to go up. They want the value of their stock to go up. Right. And they don't care what corners are cut to get exactly. there. Generally speaking, right. and that's a broad stroke with a broad brush, and I get that, but um, generally speaking, when you buy stock in a company, you want that company to succeed and you're not in the day to day to find out how it's run. You don't care. I think, and, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no. I, inter- I interrupted you. I thought you were done. <laughs> go ahead. I was just going to say, I think with, you know, reality TV came out on the last one. I think I'm nervous that AI created whatever content is going to come out of this one. And people are going to be okay with it because they're not going to care. And then we're going to have to settle. We, we've just had this golden age of streaming and television where there have been so many good products put out there. And it's going to be replaced with crap over the next who knows how long, however long this yeah, This, is, this is not going to be a short no, um, no, strike. And no. the last time that both entities have, striked, have gone on strike at the same time was like 60 Sixty-seven years ago. years ago, yeah. And um, the, what one of the pet peeves that I have, and this this hits 
is that a lot of people don't think they think that because they see the top 1% of actors, they're on social media, they see those mm -hmm. people and they say these people yes. don't need more, right? But the thing is, is like the writers of your favorite shows, the writers of The Mandalorian, of Shrinking, of Ted Lasso, all of these things, they do not make what they're worth. You want those shows back at the quality that you have them, mm -hmm. then then these writers need to get paid the what they deserve. And we don't want to go. I do not want to be ran by AI. Like we've all I seen the movie right. of AI. <laughs> it never turns over. out good. How many dystopian future movies have we it seen? It never turns out well, but it's also like I have no I have no issue with um using technology. And I have seen some AI art that is oh, yeah. amazing. And I still do believe that it's art because you still have to have the input of a human brain to say, this is what I want. Right. right. Um, and so like, I appreciate that, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about humans yeah. taking human jobs and getting paid what they want. Think about the job you have and where you work. How hard do you work? Do you get paid what you're worth? Do you have somebody that can speak up for you? Like right. this is that situation. Hollywood and the people mm -hmm. that work for the big wigs in Hollywood have been taken advantage of since day one. They yeah, get people yeah. for the cheap. They have them sign contracts because they want to work and there's not a lot of work for everybody. And then they take advantage of it. I'm not right. saying that everyone does that. That's why most actors turn into producers, directors, and now own exactly. their own film companies and production companies is because they want to stay away from it. Now I make a living. Not really. I mean, I do what I do thankfully because the big studios allow me to watch those movies and I want to continue to watch those movies. Right. But I want people to get paid what they're worth and I want people to get the benefits that they deserve. And if you've ever been on a movie set you understand that it's harder than what you think. Oh, yeah. Just go be oh, an yeah. extra oh, yeah. on one of these Disney or um, Hallmark movies that gets shot in Utah. You're going to be on there 12 hours. 12 Whether you yeah, work yeah. or not, you've got to sit there 12 hours and you're going to wait and wait and wait and you're going to get paid $100 yep. for 12 hours. Yep. Yep. And and the other thing really quick, um, I, I saw an interview with one of the actors from Barry. Um, the HBO series. And he said when Barry first came out and it was only on HBO, the, the satellite and the cable version of HBO, he said, let's say I got paid a dollar then for every time that it aired. And he's like, let's just say a dollar because it's easy. When it came to streaming and it went to HBO Max and now just Max, he said, I made less than a penny for that same show, for that same content I'm getting one one hundredth of what I was getting paid as a result. And so that's another thing that they're they're striking about. And it goes back yeah. to Jake, you're absolutely right. They own them, they own the content, they own the streaming, they own the platform. They're yeah. not sharing because they don't want anybody else to know. So the actors yeah. and the writers just kind of have to take their word for it that this is what you earned. Here you go. Yeah. There's a there's a screenwriter, and I can't remember his name now, and it might even be the same guy. Uh, Tracy, I don't know. Um, but he's on TikTok mm -hmm. and he talks about how to be a screenwriter and like what the process is. I stumbled onto him, yes. And 
And it's really interesting because he talks about that same thing that, you know, if it's if it's syndicated and it's run on the networks, then I get paid a lot more in residue in. Res yeah. Residual. Residuals. Residual checks. I was going to say in residue, but that's different. And <laughs> Feels right like word. it. <laughs> yeah. But he said, but with, but yeah, with cable, it's a little bit more. And then with, or a little bit less. And then with streaming, it's a lot less. Yeah. And so he, he like once a month, he'll say, okay, here are the residual checks. Let's see what I got. And it was like, you know, he'll open them up and it's like King of the Hill and it's 35 cents or something like that yeah. because it's from Netflix or wherever it's streaming. And when it's one thing when most of the content is on TV first and then it goes to the streaming, it's another thing where all of it's happening on streaming now and that's what you're getting paid in residuals. Like that's, it's not right. So anyway. So basically and, and, what hasn't already been made is is halted correct so whether you like what we were just talking about or not how does it affect you well in about three months it's going to start affecting you fox um, already announced yeah. their tv schedule is only animation and reality tv for the first half of yeah. uh this the, 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 through the end of the year well and this is now, like and that i thought that was their schedule anyway so i was kind of surprised <laughs> that they announced that but um so we had a meeting um, of the Utah Film Critic Association today, and this was a very big topic for us as well, because a lot of the movies that we start screening, this is our busy, right. we have summer season, and then we start voting, it right? And so come mm -hmm. September, we start getting things. I've already gotten a few things from, from studios, right? But a lot of those things come after the film festivals. We've only had two film, big film festivals this year. Right. Only two. We've had Sundance and we have had Cannes. We have Tribeca has to cancel mm -hmm. except for just sending screeners online. They might have like stuff happen on site, but it's not going to be interviews. It's not going to be, you know, anything with any of the directors or makers of the film. So we've got Tribeca. We've got all these big things that come up and that's kind of what sends the buzz for what's right. going to happen during the award shows which are probably not going to happen now, right? Yeah, the Emmys have already been canceled, right? Yeah. So, I mean, by the time if this ends, you know, come January, then we might see Oscars. Um, we might see Golden Globes next year. Um, but it's it's one of these weird things. So at us as film critics, it's, it's going to be really weird. It's almost going to be kind of like COVID. Like, what are we exactly. going to get? Yeah. What are we going to get? Yeah. What are we going to get to see? What's going to happen? Um, you know, it's it's going to be and, very interesting to see where things are going to go. And, in and the, the question too: time. Do the studios start to pull back some of these movies and keep them exactly. in reserve? Exactly. Yeah. That's why we're wondering. Yeah. Like, I think all of the release dates are going to change uh -huh. um, for yes. a lot of these movies, and they're going to try and spread these movies out, mm -hmm. um, just like COVID, right? Um, right. So it's going to be, if you had something on your list of things to see, I mean, obviously next week, really big, well, this week, really big Bar Barbie and Oppenheimer, that's still happening, Barbie but like Barbie Heimer, um, but you know, seeing Barbie in like a Nazi jacket, how would that be for little kids? I don't know, but I don't think that would be a good idea. <laughs> you know, the memes of Barbie Heimer have been delicious. I'm just going to yeah, say. Yeah. I, I 
cool it is so is weird what catches on anymore and i don't miss it so i don't see these memes um i yeah i think as an average consumer we're not gonna the average consumer is not going to see the effect of this the real effect of this until you know those movies aren't coming out or they get delayed or they get pushed back and things like that uh which is really bad it's really sad because beyond the spider verse i need that movie i need it soon because the cliffhanger in across the spider verse uh and that's probably making light or something that i shouldn't but no, that's true. No, I mean this is I this just is went how and it saw affects Mission us. Impossible. Mission Impossible is part one. Part two is still being filmed. Well, it's stopped. Um, yeah. You have uh, Deadpool, which is currently stopped. You have um, several Marvel pieces yeah. in the work. Um, you have. Um, I'm trying to think. There's a couple other uh, big ones, but yeah, there's some major, yeah. major work that's coming to a halt. And it will be interesting it to was, see. Uh, it was wicked. Like their whole, they like have a giant outdoor set that now is just like abandoned because they can't yeah. use it. And this is what sucks is that it's not just affecting the actors and the writers. If the studios right. can't get this together, you have production people on site that are now not getting paid. Yeah. They are not yeah. working. So you have people that are building the sets. You have production assistants. You have makeup artists. You have all of these people that this is how they pay their bills. All those people in the credits that you see at yeah. the movie. They're all out of the yeah. job right now. Right. And it's it, and that's the thing. When I see the comments on the social medias where people are like, oh, good. We don't need Hollywood. It, we're better off without Hollywood. All I do not think they understand how many jobs the movie and production industry actually creates. And I want to see their pu- their sock puppet version of whatever show they're going to build. Like, we don't need Hollywood. What the crap are you talking about? Right. Well, it, it, yeah. Are you I mean, this is... in your backyard? <laughs> yeah. It's so frustrating to me. And I, like, I could just do a whole episode, and maybe I will do it on seemingly um, appropriate, about how because people are famous they don't deserve to have yeah. the same rights as us right right because people work in right. hollywood or work in movies or are a singer or an athlete they don't deserve to have the same rights as us you chose the job you have whether you like it or not if you don't like it try and do something else these people chose to be an athlete to be an actor to be a writer to be a singer and they they're that is their job right mm-hmm. and well, you the buy the thing- tickets and you again, if you're, not, it. if you're not one of the top 1%, you may not work for six months. You may not work for nine months. You're not guaranteed yeah. a new job. You've got to go audition. You've got to go try and break through. And you can audition. Right. And right and now, the rules. But I mean, but even, it's in interesting. The, even in the good times, you, yeah. you, you make a certain amount of money. And now you've got to make sure that you can live off of that until you get the next gig. Yeah. It's not, it's not it's, a salary. People don't right. understand. You get, you get paid. For this amount of time. Right. And then you're not guaranteed anything else again. Right. Yep. Brendan Fraser. Okay. Let's think about his career. Totally going gangbusters. And then an incident happens. We won't get into Mm -hmm. the incident. We've, I think we mentioned it in our episode about the whale, but then, then he was gone. Right. Okay. Like Hollywood does what they want to do. Mm-hmm. right whether it be that way or this way but you're not guaranteed anything regardless of how many awards you've won how many how much money you've made a studio if the studio doesn't want you you're not going to get a job 
Exactly. So yeah, for me, I'm, I love movies. I'm glad that we get to watch movies. Um, I gl I'm glad that we get to stream them and go to the theater. I'm glad we get to talk about them here. Right. We will continue to talk about them, but we I'm definitely um, in solidarity with, you know, with them. We don't make any yeah. money off of this. Yep. So, you know, um, you know, we're here because so we, we love it. So we can't pay anybody who would want to be a random guest because they're not. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny because um, th this is totally – it applies. But it, so The Rock was, was supposedly going to be at WrestleMania this year, and then he uh -huh. didn't because of his shooting schedule and his – because he's Hollywood. I mean, he's an actor yeah. now. That's what he yeah. does. In fact, Ben saw old footage of him as a wrestler, and he's like, the rock was a wrestler. I'm like, what? Cause he was like huge anyway, but now they're starting to run storylines where it seems like he's going to be back on TV. He's going to possibly be at SummerSlam because he's he ain't got nothing to paid do. for that. Yeah. <laughs> that's not crossing any picket lines. That's uh so it's interesting to see what these, what's going to happen and what people are going to do and, um, I don't know. It's, I I would be I would be surprised if FanX comes out of this unscathed. That seems to be their official line. I saw Carly Jones, who is kind of the one that answers all the social media questions, and she she um, said that in their understanding that many of the actors will still be able to come to the convention. I don't know if that's what will happen. I don't see it happening. I think I. I I, I think it's, there's it, definitely well, still going to have some that. special guests will yes. be there. Yes. They just yeah. won't be the big names that you wanted to but, see. But the optics of an A-list actor coming in and making money yeah. off of selling their pictures and, and autographs while they're, they're not going to risk pictures. their career for FanX Utah. No. No, they're Sorry, not. guys. Like as much no. as we've all been there, we want FanX to do well. I'm not right. going to be there yeah. this year. Um, like it, we're just trying to be realistic with right. what this looks like. Like it's, if they're not showing up to San Diego comic-con, they're not coming to Salt Lake city. Well, and I can see that the difference in, because what, what the official line from fan X has been is as long as they're not promoting anything recent or coming up or things like that, and it's not tied to the studio, then they can still make those appearances and San Diego Comic-Con, all of those are tied to the studio. So obviously right. they can't do that. But I just don't think... I The optics just... I would play. be surprised. I would be surprised if we don't see a good number of cancellations as a result of this strike. Yeah. yeah and, they, and I don't see this ending soon. Yeah. From my understanding yeah. of what I read, it doesn't matter if it's new work or previous work. Correct. Yeah. So they and can't, so I don't they know. can't come up and have a poster back to the future. Of back to the future and stand in front of it. They can't yeah. say back to the future. They can't like right. they could show up and just be like, "Hey, I'm here." But yeah. they can't talk about their characters, their body of work, mm -hmm. nothing. Yep. Which and, and I wonder which, how does that work for like photo ops? So I come in with my back to the future props and then you, right. you can't you can't well and most of the, the pictures picture. most of the pictures that they'll sign are of them as that character. Yeah. I, I so if you're a fan of Fan X, I'm not trying to be doom and gloom, and maybe 
We hope they, they make are it right. work. Yeah, we hope I they hope make they make it work. It work. But but just be prepared for a different experience at FanX this year than what you've previously had. Go visit had. the artists in Artist Alley. Go Absolutely. buy some comic books. Go see the and cosplayers. Check out the other panels that are not celebrity panels and find out how awesome they are. And then tell them how awesome they are. Particularly the ones that Tracy and I might be on. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> um, but, but those are the... It's just going to be a different experience, and I'm okay with that. I'm not a. I don't typically go and meet a lot of the celebrities or yeah. go to a lot of the celebrity panels. Uh, my experience at FanX, I've learned, is very different than a lot of other people's experience. But if that's what you go for, it, it's going to be different this year. Yeah. You know why? Like. You know why they went on strike right now is because I emailed FanX and said, "I'm sorry, I can't come and do celebrity like, moderation this year." And so the celebrities it. were like. Well, Val's not going to be there, so we can strike. Go ahead, yeah. let him. Listen, you got yeah. You got Billy, <laughs> exactly you what got Billy Boyd delay in your lap, so I didn't even ask him. He just did. I know, it. but that's how good you are. Um, no, it'll be interesting because I will be at Rose City um, Comic Convention in Portland, and they had some big headliners on 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 their. Uh, convention and I, I i've never been to that show so i don't know like what else it is about um the mm -hmm. other convention that that's that's that weekend will have no issues because it's the magic 30 convention in vegas sure um uh because it's just a bunch of nerds playing magic and so that's going to be fine yeah um, and i'll bet brandon sanderson will be there because he is the <laughs> king of the magic the gathering nerds just he just is <laughs> It was a really fun show. I went to the first one last year, this um, in Vegas, and it was really fun. So there are a lot of things out there to do. I hope that this gets figured out soon, but I don't see it happening before like October, November. I don't think there's a chance. Uh, before the end. I hope by the end of the year, but I don't know. I think by the end of the year is, is best case scenario. Best case. Yeah. 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 Uh, All right. Well, we'll should we talk All about right. Indiana Jones? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Should we talk I mean, about something else that also feels like it's not going to end until the end of the year. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought I thought it was a little long. It is a little long. Yes. Yeah. It's it's a little bloated for sure. Yeah. Uh, and and it's funny because I don't know. I don't know how the runtime compares. I haven't looked at the other. So almost every four. other Indiana Jones movie is just under two hours or like five minutes over two hours. This yeah. is two and a half hours. Yeah. Yeah. And, you, and it feels and it like could have, two and a half hours. Yeah. You could cut a half hour out pretty yeah. easy. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, however, I don't think it deserves all the shade that's been thrown at it. No. I think a lot of people that have been super negative about it. I, I had fun. Like there, it was, it was a little long, but I came out and I said, that was fun. It was a fun Indiana Jones movie. Yeah. So I, I've, I've seen it twice now. And I'm going to, I'm going to stick with my original grade. At first I was like, probably the second time I see it, I'll like it more. But my problem was, is that the other MacGuffins, which is what they call the item that Indy's going for. Hitchcock created the term. It's the thing that mm -hmm. you think the movie's about, but it's not really about. And it started with Psycho. Because with Psycho, you think that it's about the money and the, that she's stolen. And it turns out that that is not what the movie's about at all. It's kind of a misdirection. So um, 
but you have the Ark of the Covenant very clear as to what it does. They have a great part where they're in the uh, library at the college and he's explaining what this does and how this works and why the Nazis would want it. And then with the stones, we learn about what the stones do and how it affects the, the villages. And then we have, um, of course, the, the Holy Grail and we have the Crystal Skull, which is not quite as clear, but it's still fairly clear. In this one, the dial didn't really get explained really well. And so I spent a whole lot of no. the movie going, why, why are we going after this? What are we doing with this? And, and they, they also didn't do a good job explaining all the other movies. It was very clear as to where they're going and why they're going there. And when they go to the deep sea diving, I thought they were looking for the other half of the dial. And instead it was just a tablet to tell them where to go for the next part of the dial. And I was like, wait a minute. what?" Yeah. So that's where my issues with the film come in. Yeah. And also there were a couple of times that they traveled in an airplane and they didn't show it on the map with the little line in the airplane. Like they only showed it once. Yeah. And you were losing your mind. <laughs> I, well, I was, I was losing my mind in the movie, but it wasn't because of the movie. It was because of the people next to me. Uh -oh. This couple oh, no. that was sitting next to me, uh oh, they talked through the whole thing. <gasps> and like every time something would pop up, you'd be like, Oh, that's that's Indy's hat. Yeah, we know it's Indy's hat, man. Oh, that's his whip. Yes, we know it's his whip. Like it was. <laughs> I I have. Wow. I've gone to many movies and I've had many talkers. This is the first time that I've actually shushed somebody in a movie because you, I was Jake. just over Good it. I was just over it. I'm so proud anyway. of you. It was annoying. Thank you. So I was proud of me too. And then I got I got out of there though as quick as I could before the lights came on so they couldn't yeah. see me. So I, I wasn't totally brave. I just um, so for me, like I really the things that I really liked about the movie is I really loved all of the different characters. Yeah. Um and I loved um what's her name from Fleabag? What? Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Yes, I love Phoebe. She's delightful. I was excited mm -hmm. to see her in this because I love the show Fleabag. I love her in a bunch of other things that she was in this last year and the previous year. And I was so excited to see her in this because I just think she's so smart. But then also she is like, she's an actor's actor. Like she's right. going to play off of you. Like some actors you mm -hmm. see in a movie and it's them. And there are other people around them, but it's them, right? Right. Right. And in in an in Indiana Jones movie, you have to be an actor's actor. You have to be able to play off each other. And it hasn't always worked in the past with all of the other characters in the other movies. But with her, I thought it was so great. Every time she was on screen, I was driven yeah. like to watch mm -hmm. her to see where she's going. Um, she's just well, so different and unique and fun. And I just so I loved it. One of my favorite um, scenes was when they're going through um the school um also one of my most surprising scenes um when she's being chased through the archives uh -huh. right i loved that scene but i also was very upset at the scene because in no other indiana jones movie do we see people get blatantly shot down yeah. and die yeah yeah it was pretty like sure yeah, but like, innocence too. People get shot, but we don't literally see uh -huh. innocent people being shot and dying. Right. Yeah. I was yeah. surprised to see that. Um, but just yeah. her character, I love there's a line. I agree. That was weird. 
the the line where she's like somebody's like who are you and she's or uh, i can't even remember what the line is and she's like what smart beautiful attractive funny yeah. <laughs> yeah no she was she was really good i enjoyed her character a lot um and it's i think what she did so successfully was in the harrison ford can't be the same indiana jones he was right. 30 years ago right i mean it's just not going to happen and so she her character really had to kind of compensate for a lot of that Mm -hmm. and i think she did a really good job because to me the old stuff him being old in this didn't affect the movie as much as i felt like it did in kingdom of the crystal skull agree agree like he was older but he was still capable but they didn't have him doing anything crazy either that exactly. wouldn't have made any sense. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. In, the, in Crystal Skull, he's swinging on the whip across the, you know, across the room in the where the arc's being stored and doing stuff that you're going, I don't really know if I believe this. In this one, it's more of he's riding the horse, he's punching people, he's doing some jumping, but he's not doing anything that's like, wow, that's really unbelievable. She got a little bit more yeah. lifting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they did do the one scene. I was trying to stick to what I liked first, so I'll get to that scene in a minute. One of the other things that I liked, um, I really like that they they made Shia LaBeouf's character a hero. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I really I, liked I, I that, that they kind of they gave us like that closure and, of that because I, I actually know. really liked Shia LaBeouf. In, we I talked about this in Crystal Skull. And I liked it and I liked his character. And so I liked getting that closure. Yeah. Yeah. I felt, I felt like uh, knowing that he wasn't going to be in it. I'm glad they gave a reason in universe for why yeah. he wasn't. Right. And I'm, and I liked the reason that they gave. Um, and it was good because it gave, it was good because it gave a reason for the separation between Indy and Marion. Right. right. If you're but gonna... then at the end, we didn't need that separation anyway because, spoilers, she came back and they were back together. So because that's the nature the of their relationship. That's true. I know it is, but, like, I, I was, I was glad she came back because I'm like, if they did Indy and Marion dirty, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> like most of the first few I, <laughs> I was glad she came back, too. And the one thing that I really like about the about her appearance in this and Harrison Ford's appearance in this is that they're both getting older, yeah. and they let them be older and still look amazing, just being yeah. older. You know what well, I mean? And, and that scene, Val, I wanted more of those. I wanted a couple more of those scenes because yeah. Harrison Ford's acting there, where he's talking about his son dies in the Vietnam War because he was trying to rebel against his dad. And then he loses his wife and he's got so much regret and pain. Yeah. And I was just like, like, you can see it on Harrison Ford's face. Like yeah. he knocks that scene out of the park. And yeah. I'm like, we cut back a couple of chases. We oh add a, a couple more of those scenes and a little bit more about the dial. It would have been a home run for me because, and I love the fact I, I saw some interviews with Harrison Ford and he talked about how he wanted this to be a closure to this character. And he wanted yeah. it to be, this character is older. He can't do these things. And I've got some people that I saw on Facebook who were like, Kathleen Kennedy is neutering the eighties action hero, you know, and it's comparing it to Luke Skywalker and how the young woman's got Why to is it Kathleen Kennedy's fault because she's the evil producer. It's always she's her fault. Everybody film. always yeah. blames her, but I guess know. what? 
Harrison, Harrison decided Ford. to do it. That's exactly right. And he Harrison said, this is what I wanted to do. He got up at yeah. D23. I've talked about it 20 million times on this show. <laughs> and he said, this is one of the best, like I, the best I've ever done. Yeah. You know, and, and, he and, knocked this crying, and like he did great. The one, one of the things I had an issue with is when he's running across the top of the train. Yeah. It is uh-huh. obviously CGI. Mm-hmm. That came up. Mm-hmm. I literally to myself, like immediately I thought I was, no, like I had this like flashback or like moment where I was like, is this um, a Polar Express? Because yeah. it, it had a very Polar Express uh-huh. like feel because the way, you know, like the color and the way he was moving, like if he can't run across the train, then don't have the scene in the movie. Exactly. We don't need it. Well, we can it, tell they're on a train. Shoot from inside the train. Shoot him like jumping down from the top to right here. But don't in that time that you gave us that fake scene. Right. You could have given us more of the story that we needed, especially knowing that your movie is going to come out a couple of weeks before Mission Impossible, where everything is actualized stunts. Right. Right. Like yeah. crazy actualized sun. I watched it in IMAX and I had to look away a couple of times because it's just like <laughs> all over the place. I, yeah, I, I agree. And that, that is one of the chase scenes I think could have been that, that opening scene is really, really long. I mean, I think it's like yeah. 20 minutes. 20 I minutes. mean, it's really, and, and it's to give us an explanation, Tracy, of what the dial of destiny is. And it doesn't no. even accomplish that. It doesn't even accomplish its goal. Half of that is about the spear. (laughs) Yeah. Right. That was a fake. Right. Okay. So, so really quick, the first, the first time they take the hood off of the de-aged Harrison Ford, I was like, oh my gosh, that's really convincing. Yeah. No, I thought it was really good. The more that they showed it, the more it got into that uncanny valley where I'm going, it looks like a really good PS5 cutscene. It looks like a really good computer rendered image because it yeah. is. So it's I mean, like I didn't have an issue. I it just it, I still it with, wasn't with, quite right at times. There were times where yeah. it was, there were times where I'm like, oh my gosh. It was still better than uh Kate Blanchett's accent in the last movie. This is true. Well, yes, it's a lot better than, <laughs> than that. But I'm just trying to look on the so, right side. <laughs> Speaking of the parts that were were kind of confusing for me, um, you know, we talked about what was the Dial of Destiny, and it doesn't really explain it. But there, there are other things that it doesn't really explain at all. Like, I, I guess he's there, the the German scientist guy, uh, Mads's character. He's right. there uh, in the U.S. because he's helping with the rocket science, which I know, you know, getting him to the moon and all of that. I guess. I mean, they kind of gloss over who he's supposed to be right? or what he's doing there. And then his group that's supporting him are, I guess, neo-Nazis, except for the one CIA agent that's working with them. Why? Who is not typically the type of person that would be working with neo-Nazis. And then she dies? Like, what? For no... To check a box. I feel like it was to check a box. Yeah. Black female, like, strong character. Okay, we got her. Let's it. kill her. What? Yeah. I didn't love that. I'm right yeah. there with you, Jake. No. Like, I feel like she it was, was another, a waste of a character. 
Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that Mads was another one. Like, like we have Mads yeah. Mikkelsen as your villain. This is the second time yes. now I've seen a movie where he has been misused as the villain, where you haven't given him enough to do. Right. Yeah. Yep. Well, and then and and then Antonio Banderas he shows up, and yeah. then we get this cool new character that we didn't know in Indies past, but he's got friends everywhere, so that's fine. I'm alright. And then he dies. Right. Like he was I cool, like and then they kill like, him. There was like people hanging out at lunch on the back lot, and they were like, "Well, we want to be in hey, Indiana Jones," and they're like, "We'll totally movie. put you in." <laughs> but you're gonna die. Well, here's how you're gonna die. Yeah. yeah. But it's I mean, still in I Indiana Jones. I want to die in an Indiana Jones movie too. <laughs> well yeah absolutely absolutely but it was just it those were the things that there were just those characters that they like popped up and they were cool and intriguing and then just dead yeah just we gone. should we should for halloween one year dress up as our favorite dead indiana jones character <laughs> i'm just not gonna have a face you'll just you'll be, be perfect covenant melted faces Perfect. I love it. I love that idea. Um, yeah, there was yeah, a lot that I feel like for a movie that's two and a half hours long, I feel like there was a lot in the movie that didn't need to be there. Yeah. And then there were things in the movie that I really loved that were there that I wanted to see more of. And that's what mm-hmm. saved it for me. Exactly. But there were parts where I was just like. <sighs> that that, that it, tuck tuck so thing is like, come on, we can cut. We can move on. We get it. Yeah. We get it. He's because it's the same. well, yeah. But again, he's getting chased by people that are totally not part of the story, except that she like knew the guy, and so he's yeah. ticked at her because she won't marry him. And like, it was just a big distraction from the actual story. Yeah, and, and we we talked about we talked about when we did um, Last Crusade. That tank fight is great because it's a chasing, but different things are happening inside and outside wow. of that tank. Mission yeah. Impossible, right. that name that I just saw today, um, there's a great train sequence at the end where stuff has happened on top of the train, inside mm-hmm. of the train, trains falling off of a bridge, all sorts of crap is going down. And I'm like, this is very interesting. I like this. And, and in this one with the tuk-tuk, it was like they're driving and crashing into stuff. And then he's jumping to the next one. And then they're crashing into stuff. And it was like 15-minute long chase sequence where at the end, it didn't really accomplish anything. Yeah. Well, and I could just imagine they're like, okay, let's put a chase scene in here, like the most epic chase scene long that we can think of, and let's have him driving a tuk-tuk. Oh, let's do it. Like, I, I don't know. You got to go pick. So, some of these side stories that were in there, it reminds me of, like, when I would write a paper for school, and I would, like, go off on this tangent in the paper, and it wasn't a fully formed thought. And then you turn it in and the teacher's like, where were you going with this part? Like the rest of the paper was really good, but you kind of went off the rails with this part. What was going on? I was hoping you weren't going to notice. Like, I feel like that's what happened. <laughs> Somebody wrote it and they directed it. They're like, we're hoping they're not going to notice that we didn't give any reason for any of this stuff that's happening. You're probably not far off because there were like six people who were credited as screenwriters for this film. And that's usually a red flag. And in this case, it was. But I'm with that. Yeah. I, think, I think the parts that worked worked really, really well. And Harrison yeah. Ford, I think this is the most comfortable he's been as Indy. Like, it really yeah. felt like he earned, like, he's earned this character. And, like, he knows this character yeah. inside and out. So his acting and the and the scenes that worked, that really, really worked, saved this movie. 
Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. It's with not that. the worst movie I've seen, but it's no. not the best indie movie. No. Um, no. And I, I heard somebody say, and no. I like this, they said there's the original trilogy and then there's two epilogues. I'm like, you know, that's not that's not bad. I think this ends indie better than Crystal yeah. Skull did. They they did this him well for him for the yeah. ending, but I mean Crystal Skull wasn't the ending of of you know what was going on. But I well, honestly I have more fun watching Crystal Skull than I do this movie. Wow. You'd put this See, and I put it. You put Crystal Skull. I didn't in say it was better. I just have more fun watching it. Okay. But like a technically better movie, this one is technically better. There's better acting in this movie. Does this movie from front to back feel like an Indiana Jones movie as much as Crystal Skull? I feel like Crystal Skull feels like the Indiana Jones movie that I got before it, right? It has that feel. We talked about it during the Crystal Skull. It has that kind of, I don't know. I think this one, it, it took itself a little too seriously. And mm. I mean, I don't mind that. I like, but if you want, it does, I don't know that it stays true to the feeling of Indiana Jones through the whole movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I put this above Crystal Skull, but that means I also put it above Temple of Doom. And that's... I put this yeah. one right in the middle. For me, yeah, this is right in the middle for me, too. Like, for me, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Last Crusade, those are just untouchable, just so yeah. good. Yeah. I could watch them over and over and over again. And then there's a big gap between those <laughs> and, and the rest of the movies for me. And, right. and this would... I would put this at number three, but that doesn't mean that I think it's up in that same category with those yeah. two. I agree with that. For me, it's, it's Last like, Crusade is the best and the rest of them I can just like put my hand in and pull out and be like, okay, I'll watch that unless it's number two. And then I'm like, I don't know if I want to watch that. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to mute it a lot. I'm going to fast forward through you're, this. You're seriously putting Raiders on the same level as Crystal Skull? It's not. I don't. I just have one that's my favorite, and the rest I really like, that, but I have but... one that's my favorite. And you know that I just and, and said it's... it, Crystal Skull is a fun movie for me, and I don't care what anybody thinks right. about it. It's my experience, I know. and it doesn't need to be your experience. I agree. And, it, and it's interesting because when I was on Channel 4, they asked me, and they said, do you think most people feel like Raiders is the best. They said it's either Raiders for most people or it's Last Crusade. And I think it's the one that you were that you grew up with. Yeah. I grew up with Raiders, so that's my Indiana Jones film. Well, and and I, I mentioned this on a uh, on a Facebook post where somebody said that it was, you know, completely wrong to say Last Crusade is better than Raiders of the Lost Ark or your favorite over Raiders of the Lost Ark. Look, I can objectively sit back and say Raiders of the Lost Ark is a better movie start start to end. But Last Crusade's my favorite because yeah. I saw it in the theater. Yeah. It was that was one of those moments for me seeing it in the theater that said I love movies. Like that is a moment I can trace back like a core memory as far as movies go. And so it's always going to be my favorite. I mean, well, I think it's still can be a technically good movie, a better yeah. movie, but you still enjoy that the one other one more. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's why, like Crystal yeah. Skull, I know all the things that are wrong with it, but for me, 
I still have fun with it. And I do think it's the right running time. Do I think you could probably still squish about 15 minutes out of it? Probably. But I don't feel like yeah. I know the new one. Like you got, you could squish 35 to 40 minutes Easily. out of it. Or like give us some more information. You know what right. I mean? Where at yeah. least with Crystal Skull, Use like, that I time knew better. what was going on and I was mm -hmm. being drawn to the end. But with this one, I was like, okay, I think I know. And like, I know you right. leaned over to me, Tracy, and you're like, what is that? And I'm like, it's this, but it's like, I was, you know, for some reason, I was just really paying attention at that moment. But what if I wasn't, I would have been lost too, you there, know? There's so a couple I, of times, yeah. notice when I, when I saw it the second time, there's a couple of times where they'll give like one line because at first when, when she first comes to look for the dial and she's talking about how they lost it in the river in Europe. And so then I was like, okay, why aren't we going there? Well, yeah. it turns out it's because he he dad her dad lied about it. And there's like yeah. one line where they explain that. And if you miss it, they don't come back to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think mm -hmm. it's it's a little tricky. I think it's again technically better. And when the writing is on, it is really great. The acting is fantastic. Yeah, but the I acting is really good thing. in this one. I can say the same thing um, about Secret Invasion, but it's boring AF. Like yeah, I, I love I how intricate the story it. is. The actors are great. Like, but it's not very enjoyable to watch. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, so I took I your advice on. on a, again. I waited until the first three episodes were out, and then I watched them back to back to back, yeah, and that worked okay. Yeah, for for Secret Invasion. And it got me hooked to the like, okay, now I need to see what's going to happen. But maybe I'll give it a few weeks to get like the yeah, next three it, it episodes out and watch it. One at a time. It, you have to. Yeah. You have to. And I'm just waiting because um, I watched the first three, and then I'm just I'm waiting now for the next three. So, so really quick, I'm curious just to your guys' thoughts on the ending because I didn't mind the big swing, but I know a lot of people were not happy with the time travel element. I mean, I think it needed I, to I, lead somewhere and, you know, like the whole idea of where it's supposed to go. But I kind of wished, like, I kind of wished he would have stayed. Uh -huh. Yeah. I just, yeah. I mean, I like the fact that we got our tied up pretty bow happy ending, but like he, he earned, he earned being there. You this is something mean? that he's talked about and studied and dreamed and yeah. And yeah. now it's here in front of him but yeah it would have been i mean i like I, I would like both i hope they shot both endings and they just decided to go with the one that they did because there's a world out there that indy stayed yeah and i can kind of yeah. think about what that looks like you know what i mean yeah I, the time travel thing didn't bother me because i mean at this point I, We've done interdimensional beings. We've done <laughs> supernatural. We've done voodoo. Like, I, I mean, okay. Like, I'm good with whatever at this point. It's it's all crazy and wild. Um, so I I was fine with it. Yeah. It looked totally fake. I think the the when they land when they yeah. get there it looks totally fake but and i had a problem with, that, with teddy being able to fly a plane like there, there's little things like okay so he's in the but he learned how on a cardboard box everybody <laughs> learns that way see that's how you learn how to fly a plane tracy fly now but if you mention if she mentions like that's the same 
plane that you flew last time or something like that? Or do you remember the time when you did this? Yeah. Then it's like, oh, okay. But yeah, going from the cardboard box to flying a plane through a time portal, that was a little... But that was the they had to figure Take that car to space and fast and furious. <laughs> so I'm buying it. They, but they, it, it's so bad because, okay, you guys, it sounds like we've been really negative on this movie, but I, I promise <laughs> I enjoyed it. But the plane thing was so, they had to figure out a way to yeah. get Indy and her on the, on the Nazi plane, but still have another plane for them to be able to come home. Right. But then they had to figure out a way, like, Teddy could maybe make it part of the way, but then they conveniently had the real pilot of the plane who was asleep in the plane who could wake up and then help him get the rest of the way there. So he didn't have to fly the plane for long, which makes it much more believable that he could learn how to take off by using his cardboard box plane that he traced, you know. I, I think most of us could figure out how to take, like, to get a plane off the ground, but landing it is the harder. Landing right. is so, but that's why the pilot yeah. was conveniently asleep in yeah. the plane. <laughs> so he could land it for him. Because they needed the plane to be in one piece so they could take everybody back in time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, it was it was fine. I'm going to stick with my grade. I'll, I'll, I'll kick off the grades if you guys are cool with that. Um, I originally gave it a B-. minus. I'm sticking with my B-. minus. It's it's in the middle for me in terms of the true in terms of the, the all five films. It's I, I would put it third. I put it ahead of Crystal Skull. I put it ahead of um, Temple of Doom. But there's some real. It's like it came so close at times, and then when it didn't hit, when it didn't clear the bar, I was like, "Dang it!" You know, it's like if yeah. they if you like if your bar's here and it comes in down here, then you're like, "All right, it's this movie. I'll just go with it." But when it's like almost there and then it doesn't quite clear it then yeah. it's like it's a yeah. missed opportunity yeah that's yeah, a yeah. b minus for me too yep i'm in that same grade b minus it and mainly because it had like you said tracy so much potential there were so many things that it got close on and then it just didn't get there but you it was still fun i still enjoyed myself yeah. yeah yeah i still enjoyed myself and i would recommend going to see it uh, it should not be losing at the box office to another independent movie that's out there right now. And, and that we're not going to bring up with Tracy on the air. So tune in to a different show for that one. <laughs> now, I, now and I will be discussing that particular film on another another show because we we like we said earlier, like Val said, we tend to be very happy and upbeat and very um, yeah. we talk about the stuff that we like on this show. And then there's been this other film that's I and I haven't seen the film. I will be the first to say that. But in terms of what's happening behind the scenes and some of the discussions that are happening online about this film, that's where I have a problem. Yep. So tune in to something else to share it. Or Tracy posted a live video on our Facebook page that you can go and watch as well. I did. I did that, that's a little teaser. That's a little taste. And then I've done some more yeah. research. I'm not on, on Facebook. I can't see these things. It's still not. Got, it's no, I got kicked off and I haven't been able to get back on and I haven't missed it. So. Zuckerberg. I mean, I miss Zuck. whatever you did, but. Yeah. I, was, I was very polite for the most part. I just, I don't hardly ever get like texts from Tracy with exclamation points. Like, unless it's Hey, like, I got called a pedophile today. Yeah, that was fun. 
Yeah. No. So. <laughs> Which he is not. Which he is not. Listen, thank you. Thank He's you. not. A hundred percent. Thank you. Um, well, that's our show for today, folks. I don't know how else to end it, except thank you so much for sticking it out. Um, and we appreciate you listening and we appreciate your support. Check out our Patreon. Um, also, uh, please subscribe to us on YouTube or follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, and until next time, I mean, there's still movies, so go see them while you can, because they may not be around for long for a little bit. So go see them while you can, and maybe we'll see you there. Okay, bye. Bye. Oh, thanks. This has been an Age of Geek media production. 